You're listening to Work in Progress. I'm Ramona Schindelheim, Editor-in-Chief of Working Nation. Work in Progress explores the rapidly changing workplace through conversations with innovators, educators, and decision-makers, people with solutions to today's workforce challenges. Best Buddies is a nonprofit organization established in 1989 with the goal of ending the social, physical, and economic isolation of people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, IDD. Joining me to discuss the mission is Anthony Shriver, the founder and CEO. Anthony, thank you so much for being on the Work in Progress podcast. No, my pleasure. No problem. Glad to be here. One of the mission pillars that you cite on your site is integrated employment, and that is definitely close to the heart of the people who listen to our podcast. So I wanted to understand a little bit about what led you to create this part of the mission. Well, just from uh, really my childhood, always having sort of hustling on the side, some kind of a job, some kind of an entrepreneurial thing, and having the enormous satisfaction and feeling of accomplishment, uh, joy from actually being able to do something and earn money myself and be able to determine how I was going to spend my money and not have my parents tell me how I was going to spend money or be at their beck and call based on what they wanted me to do and to actually feel like I was out there hustling earning money, paying some taxes, even at a young age, and making it happen and feeling like I was part of a group or a team if I had a couple other people working with me. And I had a variety of different businesses when I was young. And then as I started Best Buddies, because I'm obviously a huge fan of social integration, inclusion, I had a giant network of friends when I was young as well. Uh, So I started with that concept of the value of social connection, friendship, mentoring, and that uh, we all need a great support system to be able to achieve our goals. And then start thinking, you know, one of my great loves and passions and satisfaction I get is from being on a team and getting compensated for, you know, what I'm doing and being able to, you know, take care of myself financially, not to mention, you know, as I got older, taking care of my family and my children and my wife. And that, you know, I wanted people with special abilities to have that same opportunity to feel that same energy that I felt, to feel the same challenge that you get from working in a business and having a job and the opportunity to sort of determine how you're going to spend your money and the opportunities that come with independence and having your own apartment and having a vehicle, paying taxes and feeling like you're fully integrated, you're accomplished, you're successful, you're out there making things happen in the marketplace. It's been something important to me from you know my childhood, really, when I had little businesses all the way through, and I wanted that to become part of you know the Best Buddies mission. That's what led us to create Best Buddies Jobs. There's a pretty stark number on your website, which is 81% of adults 18 and over with IDD do not have a paid job in the community. Helping this group find that employment, what does that mean to them? Well, I think when they get the job, it's huge. I mean, I was just at an event a couple of days ago, and I met, I don't know, probably 20 or 25 people from the jobs program there. The joy in their face, the, the appreciation, and honestly, from the parents, is just like mind-boggling and humbling and really rewarding and, you know, makes me realize, you know, all my hustle, my, all my travel, all my ask for money and support is all worthwhile when you go to an event. And you have so many people there that are gainfully employed, many whose parents come up and said, you know, I never thought my kid would move out of our house. And now he's living on his own in an apartment in New York City, paying his own rent, going to Whole Foods and Fresh Market and Trader Joe's and part of a team. You know, I never dreamed it was even possible to happen because of Best Buddies jobs. I mean, 
if that doesn't make your heart, you know, tick a couple of extra beats, I don't know what does. So for me, that's the kind of thing that is a home run. And when it's not happening and, you know, 81% of the people, that's not an option or it's not a possibility right now, you know, it makes you ask for more, it makes you hustle more, it makes you jump on another flight, it makes you try to create more advertising opportunities, more awareness, new, more campaigns that make people aware of the fact that there's this population see on the sideline that's ready and willing to work. And yeah, they're a little different, you know, unique, but who isn't? Let's figure out a way to get them into the marketplace and let's get them hired and let's get them participating in, in the economy that we all you know, love and want to be successful and get them off of SSI and get them off of Medicaid and get them going in the community like anybody else. And a huge, vast majority of those people are, are capable and are waiting to be called into the game. So they're making their own money. They're able to pay their rent and live alone on their own, give that sense of independence. And they also are paying taxes and part of a community. When I was watching some of your videos, I thought this was lovely, you know, what, how they are integrated into the workplace. Yeah, I mean, just in, through Best Buddies Jobs, I'm, the yearly taxes paid from people that are employed through the Best Buddies Jobs program, we found them jobs. It's just under $5 million a year. They're earning collectively in Best Buddies Jobs $25 million a year. And, you know, they're working countless hours throughout the year and they work 36,000 weekly hours worked. It's a big number. It's small relative to the, you know, overall population. But, you know, those numbers are real and those dollars are real and those hours are real and they're real human beings with real faces and real lives behind those numbers. So it's not just some huge arbitrary number that you see published at the federal level, but it's real and it's there. And a lot of these people I know myself and have seen them and met their parents and it's really really inspiring it you know makes my job incredibly rewarding and filled with an enormous amount of purpose what kind of jobs are we talking because some of the people are i believe on you know have autism or may have asperger's and then others have a little bit more serious or a little more serious disability yeah i mean it's hard to say exactly you know there's not one specific sector but we've been really good effective in the retail sector like tgx has hired almost 500 people working in the stock room working on the aisles working behind the cash registers working as information desks we have people working in law firms a lot of them doing data entry a lot of them working in mail rooms we have people working at technology companies in silicon valley and in la we have people working at fast food restaurants for sure we have people some working in supermarkets uh, we have some working at our bakery, Best Buddies X Rosetta Bakery. We have some working in schools, teachers' assistants. Periodically, we've had some people have jobs after school, teachers, after school care activities and counseling activities. The jobs are all over the place, and it really comes down to having our team, our staff, doing a lot of early intervention, you know, when they're in high school and training and intervening when they're young and trying to train them to get job ready. And that part of our program is growing enormously. And the people that are trained more in, in high school years before they get out into the workforce and have a better understanding of internships and training have been very, very successful in securing competitive jobs. And they get out and have a really effective way of keeping them in those jobs and having continuity in those jobs and having success. So that's been really helpful going forward. And that's something that's growing tremendously at Best Buddies. And I think, you know, the more that the staff understands the individual and what their needs are and what their interests are. Because 
everybody's more successful and they're following their passion and they have a vocation and they understand what that vocation is and they want to work in that particular segment. And they could be an actor. I mean, you know, one of the buddies that was there Thursday night with me in New York at our event, you know, he's going to be a co-star with Woody Harrelson in the movie Champions. It's coming out in 2023. I mean, that's a big job. It's a big opportunity and it's a big movie. So, you know, some of them are movie stars and like legit movie stars. It depends. I mean, if that's what they really want to do, we need to try to figure out ways to work through our network. Or if we don't have the network, to try to develop the network to create opportunities for them to be successful. And so before they're hired and then after they're hired, participants have an employment consultant that works with them and also works with the employer? Correct. And we have, uh, in many cities around the United States, we have early transitional services, ETS, which I'm sure you're familiar with. And that's working really well. And as I mentioned earlier, it's proven to be really effective at getting them job ready, job trained, uh, so that when they actually get that job that they love and they want, that they're successful. And our employment consultants work with them on that. And, you know, staff does that work in the early transitional services, training services uh, around the country and the cities where we operate. One of the things that has come to our attention at Working Nation, we, we were at the Disability Inn Conference in Dallas earlier this summer. One of the things that we came across was how someone with a disability is integrated into a workplace. So I think there's sometimes language, there's sometimes thoughts of accommodations that employers and coworkers have to understand. So what is your best advice to the employer and the coworker? Well, I mean, I think you have to have a, a culture that is open to and willing to accept all people in the workforce and recognize that, you know, a company is more successful when there's diversity and acceptance and there's time and energy put into training and awareness and recognition that companies are more successful and employees are happier and everybody's making more money when you have that mentality. I think it starts at the top. I mean, I think... You know, if the CEO or the founder, like if I was not really committed to that or interested in that, I think it trickles down and people feel that energy. And, you know, I've been committed to it for a really long time. I mean, it wouldn't be in this space if I wasn't. So I think, you know, you got to get leadership to buy in. You got to get leadership to put some money towards training. And I think you have to have leadership to commit to hiring someone like we did to work and lead in the diversity, inclusion, and equity space so that somebody's on that and thinking about it all the time getting input from staff and training staff and hosting seminars and workshops online and in person that address these issues and try to create a, a workplace that's more sensitive and more aware and has proper use in terms of terminology and is cutting edge in this space. Do you feel that there has been a shift, that there is more acceptance and more understanding of people with different abilities in today's workforce? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think for sure. I mean, you know, is it where we all want it to be? No. I mean, you know, nothing's where we want it to be for the most part. And is it fast enough? No. I'm sure there's plenty of people with disabilities that say, you know, Anthony, you're nuts, you know, with move too slow and the opportunities for us are lousy. And, you know, that may be the case in, in some cases out there. And in those situations, obviously, I'm sorry and I'd like to do better. But I think compared to where we, we were when I started this thing 25, 30 years ago, I think it's night and day. The awareness, the accommodations just in the workplace from elevators to ramps to bathrooms and everything that came with the Americans with Disability Act has been huge. 
Uh, the technology that exists on computers and keyboards, voice recognition is huge. I mean, it just didn't even exist when I started just for these jobs. The awareness that, you know, when people are showing up to work and they're in a wheelchair and there's accommodations for them or they have an intellectual challenge, you know, people are way less focused in on staring at those people or thinking it's weird that they're there or that we've hired them or especially with people in their 20s now, people that are recently out of college, especially with kids that come in in high school and college or interns. You know, sometimes you see some in different parts of the country that may, you know, raise their eyebrow a little bit. But for the most part, young people now in many, many states, you know, some states are different, you know, or have a a completely different sensitivity to having diversity in the workforce and being excited that there's a workforce that's diverse and not only being excited, but almost, you know, wanting to work somewhere where there's diversity in the workforce. And there's a company that, you know, they understand their values and that they have a purpose of beyond just the bottom line and dollars and cents. And everybody, you know, obviously has to make money. And we at Best Buddies have to be successful financially. And we have to make money every year to run our organization and keep our budget alive. And we have to raise, you know, tens of millions of dollars. So it's real work and real business. And we have to keep our mind on that and focus. But we can do that and at the same time, you know, have a diverse workforce and a workforce that's sensitive and accommodating. How does this fit in to your overall mission? So you you have these volunteers who create opportunities in your missions, one-on-one friendships, employment, leadership development, and inclusive living. How does this all work together to help the participant? I think we're trying to tackle all the different challenges that most people have in their life. So I think, you know, developing a great social network and building confidence and having social skills is critical for any job, for any person that has success in their life, I think. Uh, two, having good training is super important and building confidence and opportunities. Having a good place to rest your head every night is critical for everybody. Clean, safe environments to call home. Everybody wants to feel home, that they have a home. And I think having a place where you can go every day and feel like you're part of a team and that you're contributing, that you have purpose and that you know, you're valuable and that you mean something, that you count, that you matter is critical. And I think, you know, those are the main sort of tenets in our life. And I think if you can sort of chip away at all those and sort of cover those bases for another human being, you're contributing in a meaningful way to their life. Anthony Schreiber, thank you so much for joining the Work in Progress podcast. Thank you for your time. I've been speaking with Anthony Schreiber, founder and CEO of Best Buddies. If you want more information, you can go to bestbuddies.org. Thanks for listening.